Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Everybody and welcome to What Culture Gaming. I am Ash Millman, joined today by Josh Brown. So hello, Josh. Hello, Josh. And we are here to deliver you a lovely horror gaming podcast. Now, we've been doing loads more podcasts at the moment, and we're going to release lots more podcasts. We're trying to get more of our schedule going with lots of different shows. So we thought, why not set up a weekly horror one where we can talk about all of the horrible, spooky things going on in the industry. And it doesn't have a name yet, so that is up to you guys if you have any exciting names you want to give us. But at the moment, it is just scary games for people who like them so enjoy I like that it. rolls yeah. off the tongue brandable it's... very good a million dollar idea i think so personally i think it's a, a great little title so um, that's what we're sticking with for the moment so welcome to scary games for people that like them and uh, today we're going to be focusing in on dead space now if you've been on twitter recently then you'll know that playstation 5 is launching and also if you've looked anywhere else but i say twitter because the writer of Dead Space, Anthony Johnston, has posted a tweet that has since been deleted, uh, alluding to some secret game coming out that is going to be linked to the PlayStation 5. Now, I say Dead Space because that is what everyone wants it to be, whether that is maybe a sequel, which I know Josh like hates the idea of, does not want it to be, does not think it will be Dead Space 4, um, or a remaster, which there's lots more clues leading up to it. But yeah, Josh, what do you think about Dead Space coming back at all in general, in any form, any necromorph form? Well, look, look, Ash, the thing is, it's not that I don't want a Dead Space 4. I very much want a Dead Space 4. I just, I don't want to get my hopes up for it. You know what I mean? Obviously, EA didn't treat that franchise well at all, uh, pretty much immediately after the first game. And then they shut down Visceral Games, who were responsible for all of the all of the titles. And now a lot of those talented people have kind of been dispersed to other studios. And I don't feel like is ever going to bring it back in a proper way, even though I would love for them to do it and go back to the franchise's, you know, survival horror roots. They had the team, the original team, had so many great ideas of where this franchise could go and how it could evolve and um, spooky things it could bring to the table that they just never got to do. And that is going to be an eternal shame. But, like, if I'm going to have anything Dead Space related, just give me the remasters. Give me the remasters of 1, 2, even 3, because 3 is okay in parts but yeah like a full remaster of dead space one especially i'm so excited i just spat all over myself there that's definitely on camera uh would be something i absolutely want for the playstation 5 or the xbox or whatever it comes out on and it seems like ea itself is kind of opening itself up to remasters more we've got we've got uh, rumors that mass effect is going to get 
its trilogy um, remastered at the end of the year. They did Burnout Paradise. So for me, the next natural step is Dead Space because there is such a cult fan base for that property. Yeah, absolutely. I think that because obviously this writer, um, Anthony Johnson, has posted it and everyone has gone, Dead Space, Dead Space, instantly. <laughs> like, well, he's, I think his other, another game title he has linked to it is um, like Shadow of Mordor, maybe? Is that the one other title it could be? Because his tweet was, as some of you know, I've been working on a big video game for almost two years now. In totally unrelated news, you should all watch the PS5 launch event on Thursday and in a follow-up tweet, which both have since been deleted, so you know, that means they're especially true. It says, hint, you play a character having a really bad time. Now, that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like Isaac Clarke, to be fair. It does. It really it does. It absolutely but, does. Well, Ash, that's another, that's another question. Would you bring Isaac Clarke back? You know what I mean? If you were going to make your imaginary Dead Space 4, do you bring Isaac Clarke back? Because he's been through a lot of crap. You know what I mean? He's, he has he's been, been through a lot. He has. Yeah. He's ha I think he's had his fair share of necromorph insanity, to be honest. But... Oh, this is a really interesting question because I have a big um, interview from Eurogamer with Ben Winat, who is a creative director of Dead Space. Please forgive me if I have uh, pronounced that incorrectly. But um, ben, ben Winat has said that he, if they were to make another Dead Space 4, their idealised version of Dead Space 4 would have had Ellie as the uh, protagonist, or he'd have really liked Ellie as the protagonist, which could be an interesting diversion to let poor Isaac off the hook, really. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I think I'd be more than happy with Isaac coming back again because he is so synonymous with the Dead Space franchise. All the stuff he's been through, all of the weird hallucinations he's had, everything kind of ties back to him and his experience of it. And I think whilst if they did make a sequel, taking it in a new direction with a, a new lead would be a good way of doing that. Like we spoke about Witcher, um, having uh, Siri as the lead instead and the next one, all that sort of thing, when it kind of becomes impossible to keep on pushing this character that's been at the forefront so much to uh, its like natural end. Um, I feel like Eddie would be a good choice, but I would yeah. really like Isaac Clark to come back. It's one of the, I'm I, just rambling here. Isaac Clark. I would like be it. Good. No, I, I'm enjoying the energy. It's very, it's manic and good, and I like where it's going. But to continue with it, I think that they can have their cake and eat it too. You can have Isaac Clark coming back, but he doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the playable character. I feel like it would be really interesting to get a perspective on this man that isn't you being inside, you know, his head because we've seen so much about his fractured psyche. We played him for three games now so to get kind of an outsider's view of that we kind of got it in a way with dead space 3 and i think it was carver the co-op character but not yeah. in a substantial kind of way so to play a game from ellie's perspective maybe have kind of you know isaac around maybe isaac kind of is this manifestation like that's actually haunting her in the same way nicole did to isaac in the um you know original games that might be an interesting idea because i think Right now, when it comes to sequels or reboots or whatever, we're in an era where these iconic characters can return in a supporting role. In in some ways, you see them kind of excel in that role more than they did in the protagonist role. I've said role a lot there. I'm going to stop saying that for now. Uh, what comes to mind is Gears of War 5 and 4 with Marcus Phoenix. Obviously, you played as him in the first three games. And you got to know him, you got to like him. But for me, he was elevated so much when he became this kind of supporting character, when you got to see him through the eyes of his son and other characters. And it really kind of, it just allowed the writers to go in and investigate a different side to him that you don't get when you're playing as someone. Because when you're playing as someone, even in the most kind of narrative-driven games, you still kind of have to make that character a cipher for the player or at least an avatar for the player to kind of you know have their own authorship over even if it's just in the small things they do in combat or whatever and i think by perhaps eliminating that with a dead space 4 or anything 
uh, would allow us to see Isaac in a, in a way that we've never seen him before. That's, that's a marketing slogan. You can put that on the back of the box. Absolutely. No, um, I think you're, you're definitely right in having Eddie in a, in a role and allowing Isaac to be the supporting part of that would be a much more interesting dynamic. But I just like him. I just like him. I'd like him to stick around. Um, I think at the end of Dead Space 3, it might be a post credit scene or some sort of very like ancient whisper where it's like Isaac sending out a, a message to Ellie or you can hear him talk again, whether that's going to be a hallucination. Like you could say you could have Ellie having hallucinations of Isaac, but then it turns out he's really alive and it hasn't been a hallucination at all. Whoa. That'd be a good way of doing it, bringing him back, having him there nicely to be killed off probably at the end, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny you mentioned like the end of Dead Space 3 because that ended in such a kind of moment of despair, you know what I mean? Like the markers and stuff had more or less like taken over like the Earth more or less. You know, you go back to this planet that's more or less been decimated. And I think in that Eurogamer um, article, uh, or it might be another Eurogamer article, Eurogamer have done a lot of great articles on this franchise about where it could have gone. But I think the next game, like you said, with Ellie was going to more or less be almost post-apocalyptic, but across a whole galaxy. You know what I mean? You're going from these space stations to space stations that have been completely overrun with the Necromorph threat getting to such a peak level where it's not just kind of like you fighting back against a kind of like a threat anymore. It's you literally being overwhelmed by this evil force that's in the process of eliminating all life and taking over and assimilating everything, which is kind of a, a thing that the franchise always hinted at, but never quite got to that level. Yeah, yeah, I think um, the, they, they hinted at the, the Dead Space 4 being about the apocalypse. And the big quote about the um, the different like scavenging things they would have brought into it was, the ships you would visit were, the ships you would visit are where the game would get really diverse in Dead Space 3. And then the Ishimura had some inkling of that diversity with the variously themed decks, but imagine an entire, ro I'm stumbling through this man, but imagine <laughs> an entire roster of ship types, each with unique purposes, floor plans and gameplay. Our original prototypes, the Dead Space 3 flotilla had some pretty wild setups that I wish we'd been able to use. So seeing these like different um, environments and different scavenging options and going through all these different places that kind of tell a story through discovery rather than it having laid out quite linearly linearly for you um i think again it leans back into the ellie and not having isaac as his central figure but having a character that's surviving a marker apocalypse full of necromorphs and necromorph moons and all sorts and kind of learning what's happened and what's going to happen and how they can kind of save their skin by going through all these different ships it sounds like a really interesting idea and if they were going to make a dead space four it is definitely what I'd like to see from it. And it feels like a natural progression for the series. Yeah. But again, I agree the remaster is probably the best option as much as Dead Space 4 would be nice. Yeah, well, yeah, it's sort of the thing that's kind of, it's like a double-edged sword, isn't it? We're talking about this potential Dead Space 4, but the reality is the people who, who like came up with those ideas, like I said at the beginning, they're all scattered around different studios. That wouldn't yeah. be the version that we were going to get. But it is such, it's such a shame because that concept, like you said there, it's like so rich and so kind of unique. But also it allows, and Dead Space has always played like no other survival horror game, really. I mean, yes, you've got the over-the-shoulder camera, you've got creeping through corridors, but you've also got those like mad zero-G fights. You've got the times where you're in Dead Space 3, you're like flying through kind of like this was going to be through the different space stations. You're kind of exploring them, discovering them and stuff. And that's not something you get in the likes of Resident Evil or Silent Hill or anything like that. So for me, those unique mechanics are also something that are kind of getting wasted that could have been doubled down on 
in a in a in a follow up and in a way that would separate this from other survival horror games because even though it does obviously share the DNA and push the genre forward, it's so different and unique in so many kind of mechanical and systemic ways that look every time we talk about Dead Space, I just get sad that there's no more Dead Space. Yeah, and I just and I just want I want more Ash. I want more. No, I, it coming in any form would be amazing, and we are absolutely clutching at straws of this tweet, going, please give us this. Please, please, because it's what we want to hear. Like, Dead Space was one of the, like, founding, terrifying moments of gaming that I had growing up. I've I've told stories on the channel before about, like, playing it with... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My dad not being able to actually play it myself because I was just too scared to hold the controller and him having to play and me just screaming and running around like, ah, because... It, it's just such a good visceral game and like you say is so different to so many other survival horrors out there and takes that pure sci-fi thread and pumps it to its max output and it's just event horizon on on screen yes. again but you're actually inside it which is the best concept for a game ever so yeah <laughs> more of it would be fantastic i think um if there were a remaster uh, if we move on to that bit. Now, this is more likely, I say, as we've had the EA CEO, Andrew Wilson, say that there may be some other remasters. We do along the Command & Conquer line that we just haven't announced yet. Um, obviously, that's because we've had the new Command & Conquer game that has come out or has been remastered. Um, so there's option, But they have said that there's options for other remasters to come through as well, which is what they think is going to be Mass Effect or Dead Space. We're obviously leaning towards the latter as much as a Mass Effect remake would be amazing. But is there anything you think that they need to like re, re, readdress with the, this franchise that you want to see fixed in a um, remaster? 
Well, they're kind of, even the, the first two, I think, are more or less perfect. They're all more or less, in my eyes, the alien and aliens of, you know, the gaming world. You have the first one, which is kind of more, sees you more isolated, sees you more underpowered. And the second one is is way more action-packed and way, way more set-piece heavy. And yet it doesn't lose anything for me. I think even though the action focus is much more pronounced in the second, like, the gameplay is so tight, the scares are so well-scripted, the, the the environments you're exploring are so hauntingly, you know, beautiful and lush and well put together and believably put together that it's still very much a survival horror game despite the kind of faster pace and stuff. So I don't think there's much you have to really tweak with them because, like I said, in a lot of ways, they're kind of ahead of their time. Even the way they use hood elements, you know, they have your health actually on Isaac's back. They they make it as immersive as possible. So for me, is if they, if they do the kind of, not even the Resident Evil route, but make it a substantial graphical upgrade. I would like mm-hmm. to see that, even though I would take them in any form. I would like to see them probably double down on kind of like, you know, the lighting, make make these areas and these space stations as spooky as possible. But ultimately, I think the foundations are stro- so strong that they can, you know, more or less keep everything the same without having to substantially go under the hood and tweak it. And I do think, you know, you mentioned the quote from Andrew Wilson there. I think it's a no-brainer for them to bring Dead Space back alongside Mass Effect because EA haven't had a very good, you know, decade in terms of, like, fan reception and stuff. The, the games they've been putting out have been kind of divisive. We took look at uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and, you know, Battlefield 5 and games like that. They haven't resonated with fans as much as they might have. And I think if you bring back something that might not be incredibly mainstream and won't sell 10 millions of copies but something that people have a lot of love for like me and you do for dead space it's such an easy win it's like an open goal it's like if they made knights of the old republic 3 you know what i mean it's like something that would instantly get people on their side and say you know what okay give me more of this stuff maybe you're on the right track and you maybe you're listening to what people want yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good uh, a good way of getting some goodwill back from all of their stuff. Absolutely. If you go, here's Dead Space, everyone will go, oh, that's fine. Thanks, EA. Great company. All wonderful. <laughs> all sins forgiven. Um, but no, I think uh, I think bringing it back is the smartest option and the most logical one from what we've seen of the little clues that have been dropped. Now, the question here, um, for the remaster as well, I think the one thing, just to go back to that, I'm all over the place. Just to go back to that, for me, it would be the co-op to be, um, for, to be changed because... I just either make it split screen or don't have it at all because if it's going to be a tight horror experience and you're having someone drop into your game, I think have it as a local co-op. I know um, that was kind of messed with. Uh, the ideas for co-op were kind of messed with and it got very shoehorned in as something that was thought that needed to be in the game to kind of expand it to a wider audience. But if there's going to be co-op in it, I think have it true couch co-op multiplayer so you're playing with someone in the same space and can be scared together rather than, oh, it's that guy from the internet who's just <laughs> running around, like, doing the shooting. Um, but, yeah, that would be it. But, um, yes, if it is going to be a remaster, if it is going to be anything to do with the Dead Space, if it is going to be Dead Space 4, if it's any of these things relating back to Dead Space, do you think it's going to be announced at the PlayStation 5 launch event? Because, obviously, EA have their own event on the 18th of June. So, if it was that sort of level of great game and goodwill and things that they want to bring fans back over to their side with, you'd think they'd save it for their own event. So Anthony Johnston's comments, what could this yeah. mean? Yeah, I think I think I need, yeah, I think I think those comments are kind of separate. And I do agree. I think if we do kind of like 
hear about this this year. I think it'll be an EA's own um, EA player or something like that. Or maybe even later, it might not be a launch game. It might be something we get afterwards. Because, you know, it sounds like they've got a couple of projects, a couple of remaster projects that they're juggling. I think we'll see Mass Effect first, because I think that's the kind of like trilogy that will not only get those fan points back but we'll probably sell a bit better as well you know mass effect has that bit of a bit of a wider appeal and then if that does well that could pave the way for the likes of dead space to come out a few months afterwards or a year afterwards or something like that i think in terms of the playstation 5 reveal scott we just did that predictions predictions video with scott and scott has this mad idea that anthony johnson might be working on silent hill now i don't buy that for a second but I am fascinated to see what is going to come from, you know, this writer because it's very much sounds like a, a horror experience. Like you said, it's someone going through the ringer. And I think if Sony get any kind of survival uh, horror titles, whether it's um, Resident Evil 8 or Silent Hill or something brand new, you know, like a brand new IP that we haven't seen. We, we've heard rumors that Hideo Kojima is working on a, a, a horror game. I just want to see these big first party backed um horror games kind of like come back to the fore because i feel like we had such a resurgence of the genre back at the start of the at the start of the decade and then we saw it wane a little bit and now currently i'm not entirely sure where i stand in it we've got the likes of resident evil 2 we've got resident evil 3 but i feel like you know it doesn't quite have the same kick up the ass that it had maybe five years ago or something Mm, yeah, big first party games. I can definitely get behind that, but I think if a Silent Hill remaster remake comes out, any of these old games getting shined up to the level of, of Resident Evil's new remakes just fills me with such joy. When you know you're getting a good product and you know you're getting it new and shiny and done better and the whole experience is kind of reborn for you again, um, I do very much want those things and want, I want people to be able to enjoy them for the first time again because they are quite old now. Like They're not like too old to play, but they are. They have the age <sighs> is showing. The age is showing. This... Right, oh, don't even talk to me about this, Ash. This is the thing I always forget, right? It's been, what, 12 years since the original Dead Space came out. There will yeah. be people now who have never played Dead Space who won't even have the consoles available to play Dead Space. I'm not sure whether the original is on Games Pass. I want to say it's not. I don't think it is yet. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, the, the thing about video game preservation or whatever is that it's so poor that if you don't own a specific console you might not be able to play some of the best games ever made. And we are getting better. We've got PlayStation Now, we've got Games Pass, like I said, but there's still a long ways to go. And the sad kind of fact is that at the moment, remasters and remakes are the most accessible way for people to play these old games. I wouldn't have been able to play a lot of titles if not for remasters and remakes. I mean, I wouldn't have got around to The Last of Us, the original Last of Us, for a long time if that wasn't re-released on M the PlayStation 4 near the start of its life. So yeah, I do think it, like, like you said there, yeah, it is a kind of a great way to introduce not only a new audience to, you know, Dead Space that could potentially pave the way for more Dead Spaces in the future, but also give us that nostalgic hit that we want when we think about these games and we see them done up again with these, you know, cutting edge graphics engines and uh, these absolutely stunning visuals. Yeah, yeah, I, I just... I think what this all boils down to is that just just please give us dead space again. There's so many vocal people, like even like researching this podcast, having a look around on the internet, being like, oh, what's going on with dead space? Anything else? Um, like the first page had change.org petitions on it for like bring back dead space, do remasters of dead space, um, which shows how many people are out there asking for it to come back. So it would be so, so nice to see it in any of its forms and also to see it at the PS5 launch event because it is going to be so big and so exciting and so people are going to tune in. 
Um, and I think it would help EA capitalize on that kind of audience as well. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with it or how it's going to work best for them. I just hope that this rumor is true because it would just be nice is 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 the the whole the whole crux of this it would just be nice but yeah um is, is there anything else you want to say about dead space josh besides it's great and we want to see it um it's great and we want to see it i think that's probably the be all and end all yeah I've, I've, even if it doesn't happen i think the beauty of uh, this chat ash is i'm going to track it down if it's not if it's not revealed tonight if there's no more rumors for a long time i'm going to have to go back and play dead space one because i haven't played it since 2008 and I want to see if it holds up as well as I've imagined it does in my head. I've played number two, and I've played three, funnily enough, more than I've played Dead Space 1, but that is a game that I think, you know, more people should check out if you haven't uh, played it, and it's something that I want to revisit to see um, if it does indeed hold up as much as we think it does. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, like I say, the conversation itself, at least, makes everyone aware of what big audience there is for Dead Space. So even if this isn't what's going to happen and what we see, with the launch events, with EA's event, maybe they'll think, oh, well, there's a lot of people out there who've said this is what they hoped it would be. Now we can capitalize on that. So maybe it was all just a big ruse for them to like gauge interest. Here you go, here is the interest. But yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna wrap up this pod now. So thank you for watching. If you, What do you think about Dead Space? Do you think it's gonna come back? Do you think it's gonna be Dead Space 4 or a remaster? Let us know in the comments or on Twitter where you can find me at Ash Millman and Josh at... Josh Brun with two O's. We want to know all your Dead Space thoughts and Dead Space excitement. So, yeah, let us know what you think about this whole Dead Space potential. I've said those words too many times that I don't sound <laughs> real anymore. And uh, we'll see you again next week for more scary games for people that like them. And if you, the if you also have a name you want to suggest for scary games for people that like them, then please also send that in because it does need a title. But, yeah, more horror content coming, more podcasts coming. Thank you for joining. Now we are going to go. Please come back again soon and enjoy more What Culture Gaming content. Goodbye. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.